0: So I got my man Matt here today. Gonna have a good chat. Matt is one of the ambassadors of, or should I say, one of the, you know, leading guys at Protectors. I have had um our boy Aaron on a couple of times in the past, but I think it's a really good topic to talk about and talk about how you know, obviously, you want to raise more awareness of mental health. That's one thing, but I think just having strategies and having that relatability with people who've actually struggled with that as well is really important. Um, but yeah, Matt, just tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, my
1: man. So, first of all, hi to everyone who's listening. Uh, my name's Matt. I live in Rhondda Valley in South Wales. And by day, I'm a director of a mobility furniture company. And in my spare time, then, I work with protectors, like Martin said, with, uh, with Aaron. Um, I did that. I joined there in 2019 with a view of trying to give back because I know how it can be to have a a shit time, as they say. And I just want to make sure that I do my best with the time I have to make sure other people don't feel unsupported in that same, same place.
0: Love that, man. Love that. Talk to us a little bit more, if you don't mind, about maybe your experience, because I've already told, you know, the audience and talked about my experiences before, but I, don't really t- I think I've gone deep into it um, on a podcast before. I've touched on it, but long story short, I'll just share, you know, with me, I struggle with uh, mental health, you know, like depression and anxiety and stuff. Mm, how long ago was that? 11 years ago. So it went on for about 18 months, where it was pretty bad. And I was, I was basically on the verge of taking antidepressants, but, you know, I'm quite thankful I never now and managed to overcome that by a variety of different things again just having you know having my mum and sister to talk to about i think that was the most important thing because even then i think like you know 10 years ago even it was it was a lot more kind of stigma attached to it you know luckily now with people like yourself it's more and more um people feel a bit more comfortable talking about it, men especially um so anyway long story short Um, I managed to overcome it by, you know, changing the way I was eating and stuff like that and just eating more whole foods. But more importantly, you know, talking about it really and having good friends around me. And yeah, there was a few factors which came into that. But thankfully, I overcame that. But not everyone's fortunate enough to to get that. So if you wouldn't mind just touching on like your experience and if if you've ever struggled with anything like that and how you overcome it, I think that'll be helpful, my man.
1: Yeah, of course. So my journey with it began... 2016. Now, I would love to say it was very short-lived, but it it comes in waves, you know, even even now. Now, I spend a lot of my time self-educating and researching in the mind and why people think how they do, how they end up in negative thought cycles, etc. And my initial thought as to why I had anxiety and depression was from perfectionism. Um, I I now come to think that it's more linked with cumulative trauma and perfectionism. So uh, relatives passing away, my parents separating, these all all have an effect which we don't see, perhaps as children or teens. We're all taught not to show our emotions or we we get on with it, this is what we do. So that then suppresses it, which then builds and builds and builds and it can take something small which then you have the, the implode or the explosion, whatever you want to say, um, which then can be, wow, now I have get the diagnosis. So I was in a form of perfectionism, trying to use the business that I'm in, which my father is my co-director. I was using the business as an outlet to put standards in place that so I would make him proud when those standards wouldn't be met, I was thinking that, shit, he's not going to be proud of me anymore. You know, I was thinking that my father was like, oh, he's looking down on me. I'm not doing what I should. But really, I found out in later years, he's been proud of me since the day I was born. So I was imposing these own standards on myself, trying to get perfection, not achieving it, went into a negative thought cycle for so long, depression, anxiety setting. Mm. Yeah. So... My journey then began with going to the doctors. they They offered me, much like yourself, uh, medication, and I've known individuals who have taken it, and I know how much has kind of affected them. Now, what I would say is if if someone wants to, because at the start to to bridge a gap, you know I'm not against medication. however, long term, the the research on it shows it can be worse. You know, and I'm sure you would be aware of all that, but it wasn't something I wanted to do. So I ended up going down the holistic route. I was, um, I began looking at meditation. I was looking at Reiki. So I actually studied and I'm now a level three certified Reiki practitioner. So I can uh, work on other people, which the three to five year plan is to have a well-being um, consultancy or something of my own which I can use all these um, skills I've acquired over the years to to help others. So i, I my, I'm from Reiki. My journey continued in, into uh, sort of crystals. And I look at, now I'm looking at yoga. I'm currently doing a breathwork instructor certification. So it's, it's, even though my original diagnosis was many years ago, the journey has been constant. And what I find is, the first step is the tough one, but then it's something you've got to keep on top of. It's not like you can have three weekends of healthy eating, three weekends of jumping in the sea in the morning or getting up early and reading. Mine has been constant. And I'm fortunate now that I've got to a state where I'm confident in speaking about everything because I, I, i've I've so I've been to see three therapists and Many people out there. If if you ask them to see a counselor or a therapist, would be like, "Oh no, I I don't need that." But, but the most of my progress has come from after speaking with these people. Mm. So I I would advise anyone, even if you 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 feel good mentally, but you think there could be something that's unaddressed, I would always say speak to someone. You know, uh, and there I, I had a fifteen minute consultation. I told the um, my therapist this is what I want to achieve is my theory of it is if I'm still getting anxiety attacks which I don't really anymore I just get uh, overwhelmed sometimes now for that for that attack to happen or overwhelm you, you must be at around 80% before whatever the event is tips you over to the overthinking and I'm thinking well how do I get that 80% starting point down to 20 and I'm thinking well if I feel okay now when I'm managing my mental health there must be something in the past which is still clinging on so I said it's time to go dig in so I was just I would speak with a therapist on on many different things and, and, and um, different projects and um, different topics and we see where we end up
0: that's awesome man I'm glad you touched on that having a therapist because that's something that I have as well and to be honest I haven't seen her for a while I need to get booked in with her again she's always super busy but I said this to people many a times you know you don't necessarily have to be struggling with any mental health issues to have a therapist I personally think everyone can benefit from having a therapist because there's so much to unpack and you touched on something then in terms of like what you were doing right Matt telling yourself a story right so obviously getting into your own head telling yourself a story like you said with your dad like you're not good enough that kind of stuff and I think that's what humans are very good at right is telling ourselves a story so with therapy I feel like just unpacking like you say childhood traumas and stuff and when I You know, when I would go to my therapist and I would talk about this stuff, I don't know about you, mate, but I would leave there and I'd be absolutely drained, right? Because it's such, you're bringing up all these emotions, which you haven't talked about for a while. And it really makes you realize, oh, wow, well, this is maybe the reason why I think like this. And you're just constantly kind of peeling off the layers of the onion, right? And leveling up your self-awareness. And I think that's, that's what it's all about, you know what I mean? So that was a really good point. But what you touch on then as well, and I think that was a, another good point. You mentioned breathwork. I think it's awesome that you're doing that, and I think that's a great plan for you as well. You know, to to aim towards doing the the right reiki. reiki is called, is it reiki? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Awesome, and yeah, breathwork. I read a great book called uh, called Breathe by James Nestor. Uh, Breath, sorry, by James Nestor. Have you heard about that book?
1: H- heard of it? It's It's going to be one of my um, next on the list. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm a, I'm. A, what, what do they call them? I don't know, it's, it's something they call for people who buy books leave them on the shelf but I'm working through a support book five or six on Amazon and I'm a, I'm banned from buying any more until I read these ones
0: Bro, we all do that, I do the same thing as well man, I get excited on Amazon sometimes, I'll end up, go, I'll end up just not reading half of them, you know what I mean so uh, just hoarding books but uh, yeah, just the breath work, right, I think this is an important point for us to touch on because it's so important you know, to be able to get your you know your nervous system from that kind of fight or flight state to like rest and digest so you're calming your nervous system down such an important thing it's a non-negotiable when i say non-negotiable i'm lying about that actually because i don't do it every single night but i'd say about 80 percent of the time when i go to bed i have to do my deep breathing for a good five ten minutes you know sometimes i'll put a podcast in or sometimes listen to some meditation and then I'll read my book and I've, I can feel myself yawning as well. That's an interesting one, right, Matt? After I've done it for a minute or two, every single time I start yawning, obviously, it's a sign my, my nervous system is kind of, you know, starting to relax. So what kind of journey have you been on, mate, just in terms of the meditation and the breath work and how important do you think that is if you're struggling? Well, just in general for health, we all know it's very important, but especially if you're struggling with, you know, depression or
1: anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Um... As you said, you know the deep breathing, but some of the techniques are so simple, you don't have to be qualified to do so. Um, one of the tips I heard was, if your out-breath is longer than your in-breath, then it stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest Correct. and digest. Correct. So you, you haven't got to sit there for hours on a yoga mat with, uh, with dreadlocks. This is something you could just sit there just before you go to bed, you could place like a pillow on your stomach. And it, meditation and breath work, to me, are one and the same. It's that one, one point of concentration. Because you know where we can all be doing hundreds and uh, different things throughout the day. Initially, when I started meditation, and I don't preach that I do it every day, because I find breath work easier. Meditation, I used to sit there and my mind would would often wander. I'd be sitting there after two minutes going, oh, what am I going to have for tea? Oh, if I forgot to do this? And then my mind would drift away. But all of these complement your, your well-being because you manage to bring it back to self. You know, it, it's like concentrating on your breathing, as you said, stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system, which then calms you. You're having that, that time to yourself as well. But a lot of people are just so busy throughout the day, they get to bed. and they still on high alert. So if you sort of do these exercises, perhaps 20 minutes before you go to bed, much like you said, you start yawning. So then you, your body's getting prepared to rest as opposed to rushing around. And I know a lot of people will have children and, and everything. So they'll be getting the kids to bed and they tired themselves and they jump into bed and they're still in this rushed state. So then it can take you know 30 minutes to settle sometimes. 100%, 100%.
0: Yeah so that's a that's you know some solid stuff we've talked about there just simple stuff and again I'm glad you said that because when people think of like meditation a lot of people overcomplicate it but just having the ability even if it's just taking every now and then one deep breath right if you can keep it that simple especially if you're getting overwhelmed and stuff like that but something that really helped me is just taking six deep breaths especially if I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed or I'm getting anxious just take six deep breaths you know 5 seconds per breath roughly and you know 30 seconds or whatever it takes and you know it definitely does help change your state but i think that's a really important thing as well and i've talked about this before but just having that ability to change your state right matt so i'm sure this is something you probably communicated to people within protectors and stuff like that you know it could be something like speaking to a friend it could be going for a walk it could be having a cold shower we mentioned cold therapy off air yeah so having that ability to change your state right you feel like that's important and if so is that something you've touched on in the past or, or implemented yourself
1: i think every every skill i've tried to acquire they all seem to revolve around sim- stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system so whether it be cold water therapy there's, there's much at the forefront now with sort of wim hof and you can see that they combine the breathing exercises with the cold water and you get um yeah the, the breath work um, exercising and when you break it down, looking after your well-being is, to me, is quite simple. Even though it doesn't sound it is, you you make sure you get out so there's an element of movement. You know, you have the, whether that be going for a walk with a friend, going to the gym, it, it's what how you determine as, as movement. Then you get the, the healthy side, it's drinking plenty of fluids. You know, I, I see yourself there drinking plenty of water and that's, that's a good sign, it's hydration. And then you get the, good foods you know i'm not going to preach to be a, a health addict because i i, I love a burger and chips much the same as everyone else but what i found in my own journey is key is moderation you know even though from from the outside to some this time last year you know i looked a fit guy but there came a point where after a period of covid I, seven minutes on a treadmill i had to stop so like the, the mobility side i'm trying to stretch more and it all revolve around movement getting out in the fresh air seeing human connection seeing your friends that's a key i find as well is we're all living in a fast-paced lifestyle of, of digital age it's like you go back hundreds of years we were never meant to sit in a house on our own isolated watching tv and watching other people's lives on a screen we we as humans have a tribal nature so you we should be out with friends or, or with our tribe, so to speak, you know, gathering food and coming back, you know, there's that human connection element as well.
0: Mm. Mm. Talking about this recently and that's it with the day and age we live in, right. We're obviously probably more disconnected than we've ever been, right. As humans, technology is a great thing, but obviously we are losing that connection. So you've got to actively make an effort to do that. And for anyone listening back to this, it's like, when's the last time i say this to my clients you know when you're planning your week or whatever or just writing down what your to-do list like what are you doing for yourself for your self-care right because you know you can't pour from an from an empty cup right ultimately serving yourself first and having fun so self-care whatever that looks like to you you know matt just talked about some stuff you know but in reality it's simple stuff it you know it's movement it could be again it could be it could be seeing a friend And um, but self-care is not necessarily like allocated things either it's just Decisions you make on a daily basis, and like Matt said, you know, when it comes to nutrition, you know, you're not going to be perfect. You might enjoy a burger and chips or a pizza or whatever, but it's it's those decisions that you make. They're all decisions based on you know uh, all those habits and actions are what are really going to get you into a certain state, and it's going to get you you know either feeling good about yourself or not so good about yourself, right? So it's a constant it's a constant learning curve. But I was just going to say, so fun, right, Matt? I think this is an important thing to talk about allocating time to have fun. Like I'm going to be having some fun with my friends soon. And then it doesn't mean, you know, for a lot of people like having fun, like for us used to be maybe going on a bender, right? (laughs) Going out drinking, getting carried away before you know it, the weekend's gone by. You feel like shit for the whole week. We don't mean that, right? That's kind of like, don't get me wrong. Enjoy yourself. Have a few drinks, had a few drinks on the weekend, but when you're binging and you're doing things excessively, obviously that's always going to end in a bad way, right? That's kind of like, uh, being a bit of an arsehole like I was, right? <laughs> when you're doing that, when you're going overboard every weekend, you just you know living like a bit of an arsehole, Let's be honest. But um, how important do you think it is, man, just to have fun? For me, for example, bro, I do um I do jiu-jitsu now, right? And I find that a lot of fun. You know, just rolling around, playing. You know what I mean? It's going back to what you were saying when you you know hunt the gatherers and when you were a kid and you used to play and have time. And you know now I think as we get to adults, we take things so seriously, right? And we don't allocate that fun. You know?
1: Yeah. No, it's, as you said, it's really important. And again, fun comes down to the individual. Um, it could be a walk. It could be reading a book. It's doing things for yourself. I think we can all get caught up in working to pay the bills and, you know, food, the hustle and bustle of life. And then the next thing you know, you've got through the day and you, it's, it's, there's no fulfillment there, you know? And I recently spoke to someone. Who said, "You know, I'm, I'm struggling." But when we broke it down, was they felt as if they had no purpose outside of, you know, the stage one of Maslow's hierarchy. Is you've got to work, you go to work because you get enough money so you can live. But then outside of that spectrum, they weren't being fulfilled. They weren't having fun, and then life can be a, a pretty a ter- bit of turmoil. Then I used to find it. I used to come home, sit on my sofa, I'd be in such a depressive state that I wouldn't want to do anything and then I would be in the depressive state because I didn't do anything mm. so and like you said going out on a bend. That's probably why I'm having to work so hard on myself in my late 20s and 30s is to make up for all the bad decisions I made through, throughout my early 20s and I find when you drill it back down those decisions were probably influenced by me trying to take off the mask that I had on through the week mm. you know Got you. So you'd end up on a bender with your alcohol and and whatever because I was trying to escape from what Mm. the life I was living. And Mm. then you make bad choices for so long. And yeah, ultimately they affect you and you've got to work twice as hard to get back to where you were. Mm.
0: Because ultimately we're just chasing the feeling, right, Matt? Going back to what we were saying about changing state. And I talked to this and my clients, we did like a training on, you know, driving habit change. And ultimately, when you've got like certain habits, which are holding you back, whether that be drinking too much alcohol or eating too much food or whatever that is, it could be taking drugs, whatever that is, you're chasing the feeling, right? So being able to replace that feeling, right, with something else, which is going to serve you, you know, again, we talked about cold therapy, this is an extreme example, right? But they just like recently, I heard something about someone who was like kind of hooked hooked on cocaine, and basically came off it and to replace that dopamine fix he was getting he started doing cold water therapy, right? Because there's research to show now, you know, for hours after, at least two to three hours after, your dopamine levels can be like two times the amount that they were prior. So that's just an example, right? Is And it doesn't have to be something extreme like that. It can be like, right, I get home from work, you know, because it's a cue as well, right? So some people, they get home from work and they have this habit built in where they're just like, I'll have a glass of wine. You know, 6 p.m., I finish work, I'm stressed, have a glass of wine so I can relax. I want to change my state, Right. And then before you know it, that can become a pattern and that can be every day and then it can get excessive and then you end up, no no shit, you end up feeling a bit down, it affects your mood, it affects your, you know, everything, right? So with yourself personally, did you find that that was part of the journey for you? It's like, right, finding something that gives you a good feeling which actually serves you instead of, you know, damages you.
1: Yeah. I think the last year has been pivotal to that to me is I've You know, I bought myself a skateboard, I've been learning to surf, I've got a paddleboard, I I spend a lot of my time by the sea now, whereas I got stuck in the cycle of work, um, gym, bed. But when I say gym, it was because I was trying to just look aesthetically good, I wasn't doing it to fulfil myself, it was just go, was I training to make people like me because I didn't like myself, to get external validation from everyone. And now I've, I feel like I've started to do activities, which I actually enjoy. Then that's been a huge shift for me. Mm.
0: Awesome, man. And getting out there with nature, right, man. Like you say, being yeah. by the ocean, dude, like being by the ocean, going out and walking out in nature, like we need these things, man. That's a huge part of, and, and so many of us are cooped up now indoors, you know, under these artificial lights, looking at a screen all day and like, you know when you it comes down to the simple things again doesn't it man yeah. so that's awesome so you found some hobbies that you know you enjoy now and just getting out there with nature pretty simple things as well right and you know just learning a new skill right you know it's a simple thing like the neuroplasticity you've obviously heard about that you know and obviously you know i'm doing jiu jitsu you're doing you're learning how to surf which is by the no way, way that shit ain't easy man <laughs> that shit's really hard i had a few surf lessons before me didn't quite go to plan <laughs> i chose jiu jitsu instead <laughs> But, um, yeah, man, I think we, we touched on some some good points there. Well, what would you say to people, man? So if you had to, like, summarize this now, I guess, just to kind of – because we've dropped, you know, quite a few really valuable things for people, simple stuff. You know, we, you know we've we shared our journey as well, which I think is important because a lot of the times people think, you know, if, they've, if they're if they feeling depressed or they're, they're having tough times or if they've got a family member or friend, you know, people can feel isolated. So – what would you say to people, man, anyone listening back to this, if they're struggling or if they've got anyone else struggling, like what would you say the most important things to focus on are or the most important thing?
1: Um, I think if we had to summarize it is it's, first thing I'd have to say is look, you're not alone. Uh, there are many people out there that are on the same journey. Some are at the start, some are a bit further on, but ultimately we're working all towards the same goal. So, have that conversation. I know myself how hard it can be to have, to have to sit there and ask someone, can I speak to you on it? There's helplines around, there's counsellors, there's therapists, there's friends, there's family, there's, there's support groups everywhere. Have that conversation because I find some people get so overwhelmed with it, but ultimately, there would people that would rather listen to you for five minutes in an uncomfortable conversation than you not be here anymore. So speak out. Number two is, you know, you've got to have fun. So even if it's the little things in life. So what I do is I write down three or four goals for the day. And I try to achieve all of them. If I don't, I just try to look go for 80% of them. I used to find once I tried to do five, if I only hit two, I'd only end up in a, ne- a negative thought cycle because I wasn't doing them all. So pick some goals and work on them. Try to read if you can. Get out in nature. Go and see your friends. Have that time before bed where your phone is away from you. Take those moments to have some conscious breath to get yourself ready for bed. And um, look after yourself. You know, life's tough out there. Make some good choices, which I'm sure you can help everyone with and educate them on the, the exercise side of it. But get out, move, eat well, drink, and just spend time with people you love
0: solid man solid yeah thanks for sharing man some really really good points there and again we we talked about a lot of different things there touched on a lot of different things you know from yeah. just simple breath work to just again the fundamentals of you know being immense mentally and emotionally stable and you you said something else there as well which stood out to me it's like aesthetics i've talked about this before i was driven by that to the extreme obviously the bodybuilding. then i took it really extreme and i was just focused on how i looked and then that became a disorder. And I had- Body dysmorphia and stuff like that. So ultimately, if you just focus on getting your mental and emotional health as good as it can be, right, and you make that your number one goal, anything you do, if you go into the gym, you know, if you focus on right, start paying attention to the benefits you get from going to the gym. Like for me, what I'm with you, Matt, right? What actually keeps you going long term is those benefits, right? You can ask. Unless unless you've got like a disorder, don't get me wrong. I do know people who are still driven by aesthetics, right? But generally, if you want to keep going for the rest of your life and be healthy and have a healthy relationship with exercising yourself, it is a case of attaching to, right, when I go to the gym, you know, my mood's better. I leave the gym, my mood's better, right? And, and then as a result of that, I tend to be a bit more productive as well. You know, my energy levels are higher. And then as a knock on effect of that, then your relationships tend to improve. And it's again, it's not complicated stuff. It's it's the ripple effect of those things and paying attention to that. So um that was just a little bomb I wanted to drop at the end, man. But um yeah, man, that's I think we covered a lot. There's there anything else you wanted to say before
1: we wrap this up, my man? I could talk for hours, mate. So now Same. I think it's safe, it's safe to uh, to wrap it up now.
0: All good, my bro. Uh, where can they where can the audience find you, Matt? I'll include this in the show notes, by the way.
1: That's in uh, like protectors on Instagram or myself.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. So, yourself and Protectors, I guess.
1: So, on, uh, we are at Protectors on Instagram, and I'm at Matt underscore 2287. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Find me online. Awesome, man. I appreciate your time, Matt. Thanks a lot, bro. No worries. Take care. Take care, man.